Hello and welcome to the All Joy podcast. My name is Cluda and I'm joined by my best friend Alana. And on this podcast, we will be having intentional conversations about a number of topics. And some weeks we'll be joined by others and hear how they have chosen joy too. So join us as we seek to change your focus from ourselves to Jesus. And in doing so, find joy in every circumstance. Hello and welcome back to another episode of the All Joy Podcast. This is season two and this is episode eight of the season. Oh, I swallowed too loudly there. (laughs) Lana's just drinking some Diet Coke classic. And this week's episode is a little bit different in terms of that. I'm not really sure how this is going to (laughs) go. Great Uh, way to start. Just disclaimer. The title is kind of things I've changed my mind about. We've both kind of went and brainstormed a little bit about, yeah, literally just that. Things that we've maybe changed our mind about in our lives. So maybe opinions that we had, even feelings or thoughts that we had about a certain thing or subject, topic, whatever, that we now uh, think differently about. Hopefully by the end of it, it's not been a complete disaster because we really don't know how this is going to go. But also, this episode is slightly different because we're going to trial something new at the start of the episode, which is just to kind of catch up a little bit. uh, Ooh, newness. Uh, Just to catch up a little bit about our lives and like how we've been doing in the week. And yeah, so we were brainstorming like what to kind of call it. So obviously the classic is like just like a highlight or a low light. Or like kind of like that game happy crappy where you say a happy and you say a, cr- a crappy or i know some people don't like word, the word crappy i was gonna say like, uh, i used to think crap was a swear word that's a thing yeah, my mom used to not let me say it so let's not call it happy and crappy fair no no we're not don't worry but so we're, we decided to call it joy and then the thing that we might need to consider joy <laughs> they need to come up with uh a we need to come up with a better a snap a snappier title a snappier like, title. i want to say we'll work on it i want to say our our diner and our joy but the problem with diner is it's also it's, the name for like a drug so like you would take yeah. something that would give you a high and then something that would give give you a diner and we don't want to don't take drugs kids so <laughs> <laughs> lessons Sorry. well yeah well like maybe we'll have more time to think about it between next week but the gist is it's a highlight and a low light anyway yes and the highlight is we're firm on the highlight being called our joy of the week is that fair yes good right so why don't you start then bud telling us the your joy of the week and your not joy of the week <laughs> um yeah so i uh, i think for me my uh joy and not joy well first of all my not joy Ooh. was probably uh, so i was speaking actually at church in Kirkintilloch, which is like, oh, for those of you don't who don't know Scotland, it's like just beside Glasgow on Sunday Pass. And the thing about me is, I really hate public speaking. So, um, interesting. Speaking at a church is really very, very nerve wracking. Well, it's not. It's not. I think no. I'm. You're so good at it, though. It's so no. I think I'm more aware that God enables me. No, so it wasn't that I was nervous. I just felt really, oh. How do I describe it? Just really like, you know, when sometimes before you, you you do something, you know, God wants you to do, you feel almost attacked. 
Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean by that? Like, just like really heavy and uh, I don't know what it was, but the few days leading up to speaking, I felt like really, I was really uh, anxious maybe and I was really praying against it. And then my joy was actually the process of speaking and just knowing God's a, God's presence in the midst of that. Um mm. Because when you step out and do something that is just like not like I just stand up there and I'm like, I can't like even right before I get up, I'm like, God, I can't do this. Like mm. I public speaking, it just if it was down to me alone, brings me out in like cold sweats. But he just enables and when I'm up there, it's like something it's completely of him. So it's it's a real joy to actually do that process. It's the lead up. That's normally the hard bit. So that was probably my not joy was leading up to it, but the joy was mm. and it was a really lovely church. They they were uh, so welcoming um, and so many young people, which is such an odd thing oh, in, yeah. in Scottish churches. There were so many young people that were engaged in the service oh. and serving in the service. It was so exciting to be a part of. Um, so, yeah, uh, if you're ever in Kirkcantillic, I would help home church. There's a wee, a wee oh, shout yeah. out for them because I, really, I really loved my oh, Sunday what? there. What was the name of the town? Or Kirkcantillic. So it's Kirkcantillic. Kirkcantillic. I, I like to get all loose layers yeah, into their words the scottish towns are wild <laughs> i think anyway um, sorry but you, what was your don't, don't what, you apologize what was your joy and your uh, so my joy is that Sinead has just been in just top quality form uh this week and i've just really enjoyed kind of hanging out with her and she's been really like giggly and just fun she gets really excited now like whenever even like whenever I come into the room it's just a really good like little boost for my ego and she has her top teeth are coming in in like an unusual fashion so she didn't get her front two teeth first she got like the side ones Mm. and then the front two teeth are coming so uh she's missing a front tooth but she has the three teeth surrounding it Oh, so it just cute. looks it just looks really funny and whenever she smiles I'm just like you're hilarious looking so yeah I've just been really enjoying her this week um yeah and then my not joy <laughs> or the opposite one is that yeah so next week is my last full week of maternity leave oh I, I know I know I'm really not okay about it all but it'll be fine it's not even that like Yes, I will. Yes, I'll miss Sinead. She's going to be with grandparents. So she's going to be like in, you know, great hands. But I just like, I suppose I'm like quite possessive of her. Like as in, I just feel like she's mine. I want to be there for all of her crack. You know, I want to see it all. I don't want to miss anything. She hasn't taken like independent steps yet. And today I was like, I'm going to miss her first steps. That's it. I'm going to miss them. She's going to do it whenever I'm not there. And like, who knows? Like, maybe she'll do it at home or whatever, blah, blah, blah. But yeah, it's just going to be a time of change as I go back to work. So yeah, that's my two very Sinead heavy. But I mean, it's to be expected. (laughs) Is anyone surprised? (laughs) No. Um, So yeah, let us know. (laughs) Let us know what you thought of that little that little segment do you want it back no (laughs) (laughs) 
first and last time for our joy and not joy. Uh, no, Just I kidding. think I think like send us feedback, guys. Although th- there are people that like are, do regularly send us feedback, so we really do appreciate all your input. We appreciate the critiques. Um, but let's dive into what this uh, episode is actually about then. So things we've changed our mind about. Mm. And I suppose without explaining it more, because it is what it is. It's like, it is what it says in the tin. Yeah. Alana, we're going to do like back and forth here. So you're going to like share one, then I'm going to share one. Da, 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 da. So we have like a couple each, just. Yeah. Yeah. Is that fair? Do you want me to kick it off then? Yeah. Go for it. Okay. Bananas. Oh. So. <laughs> Uh, tell us more well I think growing up I really really didn't like them uh, they were my least I, I, I love fruit right as a kid so yeah. much so that one Christmas I asked my parents for a basket of fruit oh my word <laughs> bless your heart that's adorable I didn't think I think it was earlier that I think I was asking Santa and they gave me it it was great but like bananas did you get like beige fruit or was it like still pretty standard like fruit. apple like, stores like what fruit or something yeah or like I feel like strawberries are cheap like was it like Not strawberries and mangoes I, I, and stuff we're talking we're talking about a it, decent 20 years ago now so I know but was it like apples and oranges then yeah uh, yeah yeah well no it was quite yeah. it was a nice laid out basket I don't know mum if okay. you did that my, I don't know mum if you remember doing it but it was like in a wicker was brown. it not Santa I'm like that's <laughs> It was a oh thing to change your mind about Santa. Santa. <laughs> this episode no, is going to be a train wreck. Don't start me on Santa. <laughs> People won't like it. Okay, back to me. Right, never mind uh-huh. Santa Claus. Uh-huh, uh-huh. So yeah, but I have all the fruits. Banana was like bottom right, and I think the reason why I didn't like banana so much is my dad would have banana sandwiches, right, where he would mush up a banana and yes. then he would put sugar on it. Yeah, and have it in a sandwich. And that looks... if A mushed up banana looks repulsive. Right? Okay. And that really always yeah. put me off them. But when I moved out of my house, I managed to get rid of those scarred memories. And I... Uh-huh. I don't mind a banana. You don't mind a banana? <laughs> <laughs> but they had, be, they had to be really like... Like... I like love early banana. ripe. I don't really like them when they're like... Like over overripe. Do you know what I mean? Then okay. they're good for banana bread. But... Okay. Anyway... What about wow. you? What what a lesson. What a lesson. So very similar vein as yourself. So just disclaimer, our first ones are kind of like, you know, random. And then we get a bit more uh, serious. But my one is milk. So I'm like a big dairy product fan. A uh, little bit of yogurt, a little bit of ice cream, a little bit of cheese. Basically just naming dairy products now. But I am a big dairy product fan. But I could never really like drink milk. And there used to be this ad on TV of like, do you know like a champagne tower? And then they pour, yeah, like, you know, when it fills the glasses with it, milk. It was like that, but it was milk. Okay. I think it was for like some, some milk brand, obviously. Not any of the brands that I actually buy. But, you know, and I was like, that's disgusting. <laughs> like, <laughs> it was just all these glasses of milk. And I just thought it was absolutely boke. And before the pandemic, Peter and I would barely make it through two liters of milk before it went on a date. Like we used to throw white milk all the time. Now, bear in mind that obviously we're, we were both commuting at that stage. So you were like, you know, I usually cut out breakfast, not because I probably ate it when I got to Exodus, but like I didn't have time to eat it at home because I had chosen sleep. 
so you weren't using milk for your cereal blah 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 but like we'd always throw milk out and then something changed in that pandemic I just became a milk lover (laughs) I just love a bit of milk now and like I love the idea of like a glass of milk a glass of milk is good budged a glass yeah but no but you have to understand that that would like turn my stomach mm. a few years ago i was like that's absolutely disgusting like how could you drink a full glass of milk and now i could drink a full glass of like blue milk i was gonna say what color like, milk are you drinking i could no we we drink green milk but oh, okay. i could do blue milk health conscious. in fact when i married peter and because he came from a farming background i just assumed he was a blue milk drinker was he because not he, came, he was not oh and he was like why are you buying blue milk and i was like i thought this is what you would want <laughs> I may not be and a good wife. Like, he was like, no. <laughs> so um, he was much more gracious about it than that. But yeah, he is not a blue milker drinker. He is a green milk drinker. It, interesting though, when you're talking about farmers, because my family is very passionately blue milk. Yeah. And See, that was my understanding. They would sometimes but, put green milk. Red milk to them is a sin. Yeah. <laughs> so just... So Alan and I are speaking Northern Irish here because actually I do think in the South, now we buy from a Northern Irish dairy. So we still have blue milk, which is the whole milk, green milk. What are we talking about? Green, but green milk, which is semi-skimmed. Red milk is like... 1% skimmed. Yeah. No, I think it's, it's like, it's like, it's like yeah. 99% water and 1% milk. Yeah. It's like it's a full skimmed. glass of water with a wee drop of milk in it. Right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Stay away from red milk. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that's what we're talking about but actually i think in the south blue milk is light milk which okay. is semi um for some brands but we get um from a dairy in castle derg that's what sell that's what convoy sells so all you donegal people don't come at me <laughs> <laughs> oh my day. you know who you are so yeah love a bit of milk could drink away might have a glass after this episode because Good choices. Now. Yeah. But yeah, I promise to get a little bit more meaningful from this point on. Alana. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Right? If my <laughs> Are you scared? No, yeah, we've it. <laughs> my next one is a Catholics. <laughs> oh, snap. Holy moly. <laughs> yeah, get on with it. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, you can see now I was scared of saying this, right? Okay. I wouldn't say that I ever had a bad opinion of Catholics, right? I just... Oh, you definitely <laughs> did. Cluda is just, <laughs> just pulled in her arms. <laughs> no, I haven't. I just put my arm under the other one. I didn't fold okay, them. Okay, sorry. Right. Let me get my thoughts together here, Sharks. Let me tell you yeah. what, what I mean. In Northern Ireland, it is a very, very se- uh, segregated country, Right. Yes. You have Protestant communities and you have Catholic communities. You know you're in a Protestant community because they'll have a Union Jack. You know you're in a Catholic community because there's tricolors, right? So we're we're segregated in where we live. We're segregated yes. in therefore the people we hang out with. And yes. we're segregated when we go to school. So That's a biggie, yeah. School. I went to a Protestant um primary school and secondary school. So I had yeah. absolutely no growing up i really had no exposure to someone who was a catholic and in northern ireland it is like being a protestant being a catholic is it's a big like it's not it's a big thing in a sense it's it's so much part of your identity it's not like that yeah. really like over when, where i am in fife now people don't care whether you're protestant or catholic at all yeah but in northern ireland it, it's it's a big deal so i 
yeah, grew up not really knowing any Catholics. And it's not that I had a bad opinion of people who were Catholic. It's just that I had only opinions I had were stereotypical opinions. Like they love Mary. They go to mass. And I don't think the, I don't think the mass one's a stereotype, but yes, <laughs> I think that one's probably factual. and true. And they want to unite Ireland, right? Okay, those right. are all the kind of thoughts I had. And I just, it's just that whole ignorance thing. And then my opinion changed when I met Mrs. Cluda Sharkey. But Yo. I was oh, so I right. Cluda Sharkey. Oh, that's so funny. <laughs> I forget really, your I know, but I really took on the identity of Cluda Dixon. Like, I do not feel like Cluda Sharkey like anymore. Sharky anymore, especially since having Sinead. Like, she is not Sharkey. I didn't she, actually realize, you know, yeah, I didn't realize Sharkey was a Catholic name either. I, I don't really get that. People are very, like, think they're really something whenever they're like oh that's a protestant name and i'm like who cares but like i don't i couldn't tell you what was a protestant name oh, okay. was a Catholic well, name and you included was unless it? it was like o'reilly <laughs> <laughs> like okay that's well, like, okay <laughs> i knew cluda wasn't like cluda was an Wait, irish no, name we're no protestant name. <laughs> do you know that bit in dairy girls where they're like i think i want to say it's season two where they're like going to have the they're the products the girls are meeting up with all oh, the, the two boards yeah yeah the yeah, yeah, the, yeah. the protestant, protestant boys yeah and yeah. claire's like ah, i want a, a full bread protestant right friend <laughs> that's how i was like when i met clara i had a full bread catholic friend it was like a whole new world for me right i know uh, if you listen to this and you're a catholic i don't mean any offense i was just uh, i was so yeah. i i was so ignorant I never met any Catholics or knew anyone that was Catholic well. Yeah. So yeah. my opinion on them when I met you, and particularly when I went to university, I went to Colerian, which has, I would say, maybe 70% Catholic, maybe a right. bit less. But yeah, I met loads of Catholics in the group. Well, thank you for changing your mind on us. I would just like to say I no longer practice uh, the Catholic faith. I haven't been to Mass actually in a few years now, but yes did come from a Catholic background uh, and funny I haven't written this down but I'll just share really briefly like that is something I've kind of changed my mind about is that um, I feel like I might have touched on this before in the podcast or I might have just been with you personally but I used to think that my testimony was like really unique like really different uh, because I was coming you know from a Catholic background mm. but actually there's really God the church is so much bigger than the Protestant Church in Northern Ireland. Yeah, yeah. And I definitely got caught up in a world where, you know, the, you know, I think it's like one degree of separation in the Protestant Church in Northern Ireland, especially like, you know, evangelical churches. Like everyone knows everyone. Okay. Like that's what I mean. Like by one, do you know, they say there's like six degrees of separation. I think it's really much, much smaller than that in that context. And I just felt like I really kind of stood out sometimes to the point where I felt uncomfortable but with my testimony I, I I was always like oh like you know my testimony is like I don't know I, I don't have a better word other than like it's just it was a good testimony to be shared whereas now I totally have changed my mind about that mm-hmm. in that like our God is just so much bigger yeah like he really can save anyone yeah. it's not really that amazing yeah that I was brought out of the Catholic Church okay it, it is like it's a miracle but but every every conversion of faith is a miracle and actually anyone mm. can be saved if that makes sense like i definitely used to think that like 
I don't know. I just think I was like, I was so special, but actually God's church is so much bigger than me. Yeah. And I'm just a small part of it. If that makes sense. And I think, I think as well, though, sometimes we can limit who we're going to witness or who we're going to chat with and who we're going to be engaged with. Like, yeah. even like, like when I think about before I met some of my friends who are Muslims, I had, I had very little knowledge of Islam and I was really very ignorant and my mind on it has now changed yeah. because I've met yeah. people and we need to yeah. not be scared of actually because people are different from this and because we have little knowledge about them kind of like yeah. just staying away and yeah. segregation just breeds ignorance which breeds yeah. problems um yeah so I really think that's a problem but interestingly I was reading James 4 this morning just as I was thinking about this podcast and it talks about uh Jesus meeting the woman of Samaria and, uh, at the well and, and John John 4 oh, what did I say James 4 I thought you said James 4 but oh, I, I yeah. feel like I did okay it was John 4 um Good my bad Jesus meets this woman of Samaria at the well and asks her to get water. And she's kind of like, like, what are you doing? Asking yeah. me for water. You're a Jew and I'm a Samaritan. And Jesus is like, and, and then John, the way John describes it in verse 9, this is for Jews have no dealings with Samaritans. And he's just kind of drawing evidence to the fact these two communities don't mix. So the fact that yeah. Jesus came and broke this barrier was so mind-blowing to them not only did he speak to a woman but a smart woman i guess is why i'm saying my opinion in catholics has changed we as christians shouldn't be limited just to our christian circle where we feel comfortable mm-hmm. we shouldn't be like oh i don't like i don't know anything about them so i'm, I'm gonna stay away from them like you should yeah. engage with people um, and find and learn out more about them it doesn't mean you need to take on their opinions but you can yeah. still be friends yeah. with them yeah do you know what i mean that's it i think i feel like that's a real part of maturing and growing up is being able to hear someone else's opinion that you don't agree with mm. and like not fall out with them and that oh, that can be tricky but mm. it's definitely something that we see jesus doing and therefore we should model as well yeah um, um but i do you want to go ahead and give your your next one my next one is uh so material things I've changed my mind about material things. So when I was a young person, I was definitely like quite materialistic. I definitely valued stuff. Like I didn't have a lot of stuff, but I like coveted. Did I say that right? Coveted. Coveted. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Stuff. Like just like random things, but like you know, I always wanted like nice things, and I always wanted like a nice house growing up, and like a nice car and stuff. You know, like my dad's always had nice cars and it always like felt nice arriving somewhere, you know, in his car kind of Mm -hmm. thing. And actually, like, as I've grown, I've realized that that's just really, it just has no place in the life of a Christian. Wow. Like to covet these things. Mm -hmm. And as much as I feel like hypocritical saying that because it's still something I struggle with. I can see a, a massive change in my heart towards these things because it, like if you look through my old prayer journals like this was a massive point of prayer for me for years it was like you know help me be less materialistic help me be less materialistic like mm. you know ri- like I would write down prayers and write down prayer points and stuff and it was always up there like top three yeah like it was a real like but it was an issue in my heart I don't know if it really as I say I didn't really have the stuff that I coveted but in my heart that was what I wanted. Okay. 
And yeah, I'm not really sure. It was obviously the work of the Holy Spirit because I really couldn't pinpoint you to like, you know, this breakthrough moment. It was more like a gradual process of just caring, caring less about like stuff and things Mm -hmm. and caring and valuing more, you know, friendships and relationships that I had with others. And as I say, it's still something I struggle with slightly now, but I, I, yeah, that has been a really big change in my life in that, you know, these earthly things will fade away to nothing Mm. and actually they really don't matter. You know, Jesus' call on this is really clear actually. And I know the word like minimalism is like becoming like, you know, very in vogue to be a minimalist. But actually I do think we're called to a life of minimalism as Christians, like, we're definitely not called a life of excess uh, when it comes to stuff and things and belongings. I more firmly believe now that that's something I need to continue to work on, to continue to pray about my heart towards like things. Mm. Um, I have to say the last few years has definitely helped with that. Uh, just in the one bed flat that we're living in, and yeah the first couple of years were like quite nice but then when the pandemic hit like it definitely became a struggle and now with Sinead just you're just coveting like a little bit more space and stuff and it's not that I think that's like a bad thing I feel like that's you know understandable or whatever but it's just it's just a priority that it takes in your heart and when you start to think that my life's going to be so much better if I have x y or z yeah like that's just a dangerous road to go down mm-hmm. and I've really learned that and seen that over the years but I suppose I've learned that about myself as well too that that is my that's the way I'm like that's the way I like lean if that makes sense mm-hmm. yeah so I feel bad saying that I've totally changed my mind on it because I did change my mind and that I used to think it was totally okay to want all these things now I suppose I changed my mind to, to now know that that's something I need to work on like I can't feel that way. Um, it's not good for me to feel that way. Um, I'm made for more than stuff here in this world. That's good. That's good. But I, I think I, from being your friend, I can see that. Not that I ever like want to say you're super. I really want to sing the song Material Girl. Is that what I like Gwen Stefani? Is, is that Gwen Stefani? I'm no. A, I, I'm a material girl in a material world. That's Madonna. Yeah, I was going to say, I feel like it's someone yeah, older. Yeah, no, but I, I was thinking of like, if I, no, I'm not going to sing it. I was thinking of a Gwen Stefani song. It doesn't matter. <laughs> no, please sing it. <laughs> no, I'm not. No, I'm not. You have sung. You sang on a first. No, I know. I know, but listen. Oh, anyway. Uh, anyway, yeah, no, but I've seen, I've seen like, just even from, don't take this the wrong way, please, but when I was at uni with you, the way you treat money now is very different to how you treat money oh, when you're at uni. Yeah. Um. So I don't. I mean, I don't mean that as in you were terrible at uni, but I mean you're a bit much. Better I now. was. No, you were I pretty terrible, terrible actually. I was but, terrible at uni. Like no, like listen. If you've got yourself together and you're like handling your money well as a young person, like good on you. Like don't judge me. But I was terrible with money. I really, really was. And I feel like a lot of the young people that I mentor now are so flipping good with money they're really like wise with it and like but anyway but i was that was not the case for me learning that was, that was not the case <laughs> at all sorry what's your next one bud uh so my next one is uh gifts of the holy spirit oh snap so 
Uh, I suppose when we when we I do you know I could have predicted some of yours. You know what? Catholic? I don't know if you could have predicted mine. Like, yeah, wasn't that surprised when you said that? And then I'm really not surprised by gifts of the Holy Spirit either. Oh, okay, interesting. Well, it just I think when we were wanting to prepare this episode, in my head is it's looking at how you've got your non-negotiables, things that we believe that are inherent to the faith that you cannot change, but you do also have to realize that you are a human being and that everything that you believe about the Bible every theological beliefs that you have right now might not actually be right and i grew up really thinking i was right about everything and as far as mm-hmm. the gift of the holy spirit are concerned i've Claire's laughing because she met that alana yeah. at university <laughs> i still am that person who likes to think they're right but i think i'm getting better but mm-hmm. definitely my as far as what i believe to be biblical now i believe my fusing the holy spirit and the gifts of the holy spirit have changed uh, quite a bit i grew up being what i think they called it a sensational a, a, not sensationalist how do you say that word c-e-s i thought you were trying to say sensationalist do you know where it cease c-e-s-s let me sescatarian i don't know that word no cessation yeah to stop like to cease oh right oh wait this episode <laughs> why, why are you saying that i don't know okay, what that right means. so there's there's a, there's a theological belief to cease to stop oh right of the holy spirit the works of the holy spirit stop yeah right, okay okay so that's like what's that got to do with your belief but yeah okay i'm with you a sensationalist i'm, I'm not totally that wrong i'm sorry to those who actually know the right pronunciation cessation I don't think that's right. That's a like cease. A, that's cease. like an animal in the sea. <laughs> <laughs> a cessation. Who oh, it is? It doesn't matter, it right? Doesn't matter, but right? Say another word. Where, yeah. where the belief is that the gifts of the Holy Spirit ceased with the yes. apostolic age, right? Oh. I'm way out of my death. Oh. <laughs> way out of my death. <laughs> right, um, right, right. I think we're so long. It's, a, yeah. it's all good. Continue. Particularly, a lot of people would believe that stopped in AD 70 with the destruction of the temple. I recently listened to an episode about Ooh. this, two people debating about this, so that's why the knowledge is so fresh <laughs> in my head. But, so that's what my belief was, that the the gifts of the Holy Spirit were something for the apostles, but they weren't actually something for us now. Yes, yes. Um, my opinion on that now is that's not true. It, it As far as I can see biblically, there's no... Oh, snap, 180. It is a 180, what? actually, yeah, because I, I can't yeah. actually see any biblical backing to anything say, pointing to the fact that it should have stopped at 80, 70. But, like, if, if you believe that, then absolutely, fair play, work away. Good on you. Good on you. But I think I think the real reason it started, my opinions, change in opinion started, actually, was I encountered the, the work of the Holy Spirit in my life in, in massive ways. And I wasn't even really seeking it. Do you mean, mm. like, dreams and... Ooh. words and things like that there that came particularly when i was in nigeria when i was um captured that were all of the holy spirit and the works of the holy spirit so that's i guess when that opinion started to change anyway that's what i've changed uh, and i believe biblically that that's right particularly in first corinthians 14 uh, oh the holy spirit i think i know this first the holy spirit is to edify encourage and comfort Okay, well, that's not the first thing I'm going to do, but that does sound like a Bible verse, so good job. <laughs> I mean. Uh, so, first, first one. Uh, pursue love and earnestly desire the spiritual gifts, especially that you may prophesy. Uh, now, mm. Paul is saying that in First Corinthians 14, 
And he goes on yeah. to talk about prophecy and tongues and all sorts. But like, yeah, growing up, uh, I, I, I didn't, I didn't really think of the gifts of the Holy Spirit at all as something that could be part of the everyday Christian faith. And yeah. I think part of the problem, part, part of the reason is I've seen the, the gifts of the Holy Spirit abused. Yeah. And they can be. So people can say, oh, I've had a word from God or I've had this vision or they can say, I'm going to heal you and things that are really not of God but are of themselves. Yeah. But what I've come to understand is although there is abuse of the Holy Spirit, that doesn't mean that the Holy Spirit isn't working in ways that are way bigger than my understanding and that God is working and moving today. And I don't think people that are sensationalists, that's not the right... Don't know how to say that word, but I don't believe. Think people that have different theology to me don't believe God's moving, but they wouldn't use mm-hmm. this terminology. I think is what I've got yeah. to understand. So, um, what I'm trying to get at from this, I'm not trying to say believe what I believe. All I'm just trying to say is, there's maybe some areas of theology that you've got in your life that you're not 100 right on, and that's okay. Uh, mm-hmm. Be willing to search out what's most biblical. Yeah, to follow really what God words God, what God's word said. That's what we're all about. We're all about finding out what what God says, not what man or humans say. Mm, amen. Yeah, no, those verses are th- that I'm thinking of, but are just a wee fee- like our verse three of that. Uh, but the one who prophesies speaks to the people for their strengthening, encouraging, and comfort. So it's not actually about the Holy Spirit, but it's more the work of the Holy Spirit. Yeah. So part of the work of the Holy Spirit is to strengthen, comfort, and encourage. So you know, if someone is speaking a, a word of prophecy and it's just totally, you know, destroying someone, mm. actually, no, the word of prophecy is is to strengthen, encourage, and comfort. So you know, yeah. I don't think that's of God, but anyway, as we we use God's word as a tool, well, uh, each prophecy up. should be measured against it. But that like yeah. this genuinely is a whole episode about like the yeah, Holy Spirit and how it sure. should interact in our lives. But I think it's exciting to seek out what what God's opinions are on things rather than our own. Clara, what's your next one? Oh, I'm trying to dis- discern, but I have like two here. I'm gonna like maybe mush them together uh so this one is about people and basically the gist of it is that people meet need much more grace than i used to give them so especially leaders um so now do you hear me out god's word calls leaders to a higher standard mm. Um, that's clear that if you if you're in leadership then you will be held to a higher standard because you are teaching and you're responsible for the hearts and minds if you're a pastor like of your congregation for me as a youth worker I you know I'm responsible for the young people that I minister to which is definitely a very heavy burden but having said that our leaders our mentors, people in our lives need much more grace than I used to give them because, you know, they are flawed people too. Mm. And actually, you know, Jesus was just so for sinners. Yeah. Yes, he called them to a standard. He called them to come follow me, you know, put everything aside and come follow me. Like it was a big call, but you know he called everyone he spent time with everyone he offered that invitation Mm -hmm. to everyone his grace was available to everyone um and that's something that I've really been 
had changed my mind on a lot like I used to think that like leaders you know certainly definitely had it all together um but I can think of like a few particular leaders in my mind that I kind of I suppose ended up being like disappointed by um or like they maybe didn't like they weren't actually as great and I say that like with inverted commas as I thought they were mm-hmm. but actually how to how to try and say this like they didn't they didn't owe me for you know to me for me to never be disappointed in them if that makes sense mm-hmm. like they they're just human be beings obedi- yeah they're just human beings they're seeking to be obedient to the lord but they have that same sinful nature mm-hmm. that they're fighting against as well too so yeah people need a lot more grace and i certainly have needed people to show me grace mm. um in the past and i need a lot more grace mm-hmm. than i think at times as well too and so yeah I suppose I'll leave it there in its simplicity is that and like I don't want to be like cliche either and say like you know everyone that you meet you don't know what they're going through but there's actually a lot of truth behind that oh yeah um and especially girls we can do this thing where if a girl comes in to a situation and she looks at us funny or she doesn't like engage with us we're mm-hmm. like oh well, she doesn't like us yeah you know therefore we don't like her yeah we're done you mm-hmm. know yeah and that decision is made so quickly yeah but actually right. you have no idea what that person like has gone through that morning mm-hmm. like you know there's times i turn up at church and i'm just like an absolute zombie and like people could speak to me and i'm sure they're like oh it was really rude today yeah but actually i really value them come to speak to me mm-hmm. i'm just like really tired this morning yeah if that makes sense and we can make these assumptions about people but actually we just need to give a lot more grace to everyone and you know give grace to yourself but you know or receive grace yourself but really we need to be givers of grace like we need to be people who see the best in others who you know give people the benefit of the doubt Mm -hmm. rather than like you know seeing the negative or whatever or assuming the worst or assuming what that person's thinking Mm -hmm. because yeah you just have no idea what's going on in someone's head or what's going on in someone's life you Mm -hmm. know do you find that like especially as females yeah i i know what you mean though by the whole like uh, we can be so quick to judge other yeah and sometimes we think oh i'm just so intuitive and sometimes we're all right but like we're not actually always right this is the thing sometimes someone's not actually nasty or mean they're just quiet yeah yeah (laughs) yeah, yeah. they're just shy and that's the reason why they seem standoffish you know yeah i I do get what you mean just give people the benefit of the doubt people need a lot more grace that I was willing to give a few years ago. Yeah. And the the thing that's come hand in hand with that though actually is is that I do care a lot less what people think of me now mm. because I know that I I need grace as well. Yeah. I know that I'm a sinner and I'm not always going to get it right. Yeah. And if you expect that of me, you know, if you expect me to never disappoint you, then that's not really on me anymore. Mm. Does that make yeah. sense? Like yeah. that's kind of on you because I'm not a perfect person. I can't meet all your expectations. Um, I can't meet all your expectations. No. So, you know, if you've put them on me and I've disappointed then you if I've I've disappointed you, then that's really your I'm sorry, not my problem. Thing to work through. Does that I know that sounds really like not my problem. But <laughs> I'm perfect. But <laughs> but I know that I need grace as well yeah. too. Yeah, and I, I need to work that. on myself and I need to grow on things. Yeah. 
Um, and so it's actually really helped me knowing that other people need grace and that I need grace has really helped me care less about what people like might think of me because I know that God's not finished with me yet. Mm. So yeah. Good. That's really good. <laughs> mm. <laughs> Preach it, <laughs> sister. <laughs> Stop. Oh dear. Sorry. My ne- my last one is this. God doesn't hate me. Oh. I maybe not hate, but God isn't angry with me. Mm. Um I think it's good. The thing we we need to remember as Christians is that when God looks at us, he doesn't see our sinful life, but he sees Jesus' perfect life. That doesn't that isn't mm. a reason to continue to sin. He's not happy. We're not like we're not gonna continue in habitual sin. But we have to know that God doesn't look at us because of our own righteousness, it's because of Jesus's. So mm. growing up I would I would genuinely think that the majority of the time God was like angry and like in a, in a mood with me and that somehow mm-hmm. I had to like coax. like he was some sassy yeah sassy person yeah, yeah. I'd had to like, coax his favor to like to get him into a good mood so that we could be in a good place and then yeah. I had to maintain that good place by perfect obedience but I couldn't yeah. I couldn't do it Though, yeah. so I was sometimes like we get out of my bed to read the bible because like oh god's gonna be in mood with me if i don't read this and that's just oh, like that's, such a yeah. warped way of like yeah looking at it when you actually come to the, the biblical standpoint god says in isaiah though your sin be crimson red i'll make it white as snow like mm. he sees us as 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 righteous because of jesus not because of us mm. so therefore his love for us is not dependent on our own righteousness mm. and that's something that like blew my mind when I began to understand that God wanted a relationship with me that I wasn't somehow buttering him up to have it though I would never mm. have articulated it in that way that's actually yeah. how I felt I felt like I had to like almost strong arm him into loving me mm. when he was pursuing after me and it's that kind of way of the the devil just twists everything that's like literally that's what's in my mind is like jeepers the devil doesn't work like doesn't mm. he because where where would you get that you know that idea that if you stay in your like especially that example of staying in your bed and god being annoyed with he yeah you, you know wouldn't get up and read his words yeah and I, I do think like i do think god wants the best for us he doesn't want us to sins and he wants us to live free and he wants us to pursue after holiness and and obey him but we have to realize that his love for us is not dependent like i think though because our example for so many human beings is a lot of people is love depend is dependent on a performance right Mm -hmm. god's Mm -hmm. love isn't so we need to like realize that we do good works because god loves us not for god's love that was a big game changer when i do you want to finish this up weird yeah i was gonna throw this one out there and not try not to talk about it too much but something i've changed my mind about and then i've changed my mind about again oh flip flop flip flop flippy <laughs> is instagram Ooh. so yeah oh interesting um this has been like such a journey for me over the last number of years the short story is that i felt called to delete like to get rid of my instagram several times and then finally did it mm. in uh, May 2019. Mm-hmm. And oh, there's a, that was a whole big thing like in my life. But actually the crux of the issue was that I cared far too much 
about it. Mm. Now, I wouldn't say that really about any of my close friends. I just, I think of like Sharon and Claire in particular, like, I don't think they really care about it. They both have it. They both use it. They're both like on it every day, mm-hmm. but like they don't really care as much about it. Like as I really cared about it. Right. And I had like, this is going to sound really big headed. I, I had a lot of followers. I, People I got sought your like, advice. I got... No, they, they did. I, but I'm sorry. I remember you one time telling me that a girl messaged you to ask when she should post because you got so many likes. Oh, yeah. I remember that. I flip. That's right. Anyway, yes, I did have a lot of followers. I got a lot of likes. But actually, no, no, I, I that meant something to me. Mm. And that should mean that shouldn't mean anything. OK, like, yeah, you know, like yeah. I, I strongly believe like we should not care about that. But I definitely did. OK, so like I wish I could be like this cool person that was like, yeah, it didn't really, you know, whatever. I did flip and care about it. Mm. You know, like, it, you know, it did matter to me. Yeah. And I wanted the other thing that I thought was kind of like, like slightly dangerous was that I wanted to share my life. Okay. Um, like I wanted people to see my life wow. and think something of it. Wow. You know, I know you're saying wow. No, I'm like, saying is in wow. You're speaking into people's souls. I can feel it right now. <laughs> like honestly, what you're saying is, like, is so no, key. But what? Like, what is that about? Mm, I don't like, know, man. Why do? Why? And this is something that I have like been going through for a couple of years. Like, why do we care about what the mass? public think not that like my instagram was never actually public but you know i had a lot of followers so there was a lot of people that like i really wasn't friends with but Mm. you know we followed each other on instagram or whatever so anyway feel so that was what i went through and i was really and i still really wrestle with that especially now like since having Sinead like I want people to see like my child and see how great she is and like is you know because she is great but, like mm. this desire that we have mm. that's come in the last number of years to share our lives and even to share the ordinariness of our lives because even that can be you know displayed on Instagram mm-hmm. as like look at me I'm sharing the behind the scenes wow. and like the messy like even that I think why do we have this desire to share? And anyway, I actually feel like I'm like approaching like a new Instagram purge season. Are you? Do you think so? Um, yeah, because I, as, as Shanae gets older, I just want to share her. And the only way for me, like, so if you can have Instagram, like, and not like have this feeling, then like, I'm not saying Instagram is the enemy here. I'm saying that there's something about that desire that we need to question. Mm-hmm in our life yeah you know what like why do I want to share this and for me you know like if your right eye causes you to sin gouge it out like for me it has to be a purge it has to be a cut out if that makes sense mm-hmm. so yeah like I feel like I'm approaching that again but the reason I got Instagram back then in 2020 was because it actually there is a lot of usefulnesses to Instagram and their profiles and stuff so a lot of my parenting (laughs) comes from Instagram and people that I follow on Instagram Mm -hmm. so like sleep advice feeding advice you know safe sleep advice speech and language games to play with Sinead and stuff like I get so much information off Instagram so I can see such good in it yeah I'm not saying that everyone needs to totally delete the app or whatever but anyway so there is definitely uses for Instagram but for me the crux of it is just like why do I want to share my life what is it that I'm looking for from other people in sharing that does that make sense I think sometimes the problem is we feel like uh something is only good once we've had other people's approval on it yeah and like 
Yeah. Why can't we just enjoy, why can we just enjoy it? Why can't it just yeah. be good? Why yeah. other people saying that's good? Um, and we just come back to being like oh this was a, a good experience and yeah no I get you I get you in that yeah. I had a bit of a purge where I purged out like a lot of people that I'm following and now pretty much all I follow is food and <laughs> since I got engaged yeah. wedding stuff oh, okay <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. But I, I follow a lot of food recipes that's where I go that's- there totally can be like yeah I follow lots of like recipes and stuff too there totally can be a lot of good on Instagram and like honestly that that's not the issue for me it's like it's an internal issue of Mm. like why do you need to feel why do you feel the need to share your life on instagram so instagram is something i've changed my mind on a lot and i can feel a new change your mind like honestly like i really have so you know don't think that i'm by any means perfect on this but these are things that i feel challenged on over the years and yeah Hmm. just put wanted to put it out there again I, but I mean, I enjoyed this episode because it's it's quite yeah, it's quite I like you. <laughs> <laughs> Are we friends? Are we friends? That's Sorry, friends. like guys, if you're listening to this and you're like bored out your mind, well, like good, good for you. <laughs> <laughs> Bye, Emily. <laughs> no, thank you for listening. Anyway, yeah, even if no, that's fair. Mind. But um, no, I, it's an, it's interesting actually hearing asking someone that question. What have you changed your mind on? I asked that to my a friend that I was sharing a car journey with today. Yeah, it's just an interesting question because you're like, well, what, why did you change your mind on that? And would I actually change my mind on that as well? Yeah, some of the stuff that me and Claudia said might spark a little bit of annoyance or sorry, you might disagree. That's okay. It's okay yeah. to disagree. We can still be friends. We might not even be friends. We might know each other. If if you don't know either of yeah. us and you're listening to this. Hello. Oh, hello. <laughs> How did you end up here? <laughs> and welcome. Thank you so much for for joining us on this journey. Oh, um, but yeah, we, we hope you've enjoyed. Do you have anything to say, Sharks, before I close up? No, um, just yeah, I hope you have enjoyed and it's just maybe sparked that exact exactly what you're saying, but just a little bit of thinking about like what have you changed your mind about? Yeah. Because we should not be the same. That was something that like we'd said like before we started recording like if you are if you have the same opinions the same thoughts that you had as like an 18 year old that you still have now if you're older than 18 in our case much older than 18 then like oh what's going on there it's good good to mature and grow i think is what you're trying to get yeah it's good to to and maturing growing doesn't always mean changing but sometimes it does and it's good to be open to no but if fair play if you had it all right at 18 fair play fair play hats off to you drop us a wee message fair play well done <laughs> tell us how to get free live because we've no idea <laughs> yeah hit us up hit us up. okay great guys yeah. this has been really fun um, thanks um, for listening we hope to see you next time bye bye